Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. We're going to get in this brand new series. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, we've been in starting over. We've been talking Wednesday night. You guys got to watch Wednesday nights. Don't, everybody write it down. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, go online, watch it live or watch the archive. I've been talking some serious stuff about starting over and getting your place in the relationship it needs to be. If you haven't done that, download the app or download the website stuff and listen to it during the week because it all goes together. How do I get a start over? Remember this, Jesus eliminated the distance between God and man and he hasn't stopped yet. Now here's what I'm talking about. Every relationship in life needs to be maintained. The maintenance of the relationships in your life. Now, this is a big one. Married people, you're going to understand this real quick. You could be married for 30 years and have distance all over the place. You must eliminate distance, okay? The reason why there's distance is because of lack of intentionality. Intentionality is key. Does that make sense? Intentionality is very, very important. Guys, usually the guys I deal with these, I deal with men more there, they have a lack of intentionality because they don't understand role and responsibility, okay? Okay, now ladies, you're off the hook for a minute, but don't let me come get you, okay? But guys, they don't get it, so I can help, but here's what I'm trying to, that ain't today. What I mean by that is this lack of intentionality is this, you can be intentional, I call it intentional actions because intentionality isn't enough. I could be aware of what I'm supposed to do, but still not do it, and therefore, it doesn't do anything for me. It needs to have intentional actions. Intentionality is knowing what I should be doing and giving it attention, but the bottom line is until there's action to it, it's useless. And it has to, and here's the problem with guys, they don't know how to maintain it. They do it for a season, but they forget about it's every season, and there's a lot of pressure in a guy's life, so we're leaving it at that. That's your, so you understand, what am I doing? I'm trying to find your locator. The relationships, family relationships, brothers, sisters, moms, dad, distance. How do I eliminate the distance in my relationships in life? Through the power of love, okay? But this is what I'm gonna say. Have you not gotten some distance with you and God? Yes, there's gonna be seasons when distance is created between you and God, not because of anything, but just life. And you have to reset those, those um, priorities or you have to reset um, consciousness. And sometimes when the relationship goes to another level, maybe you're just starting this relationship with God or maybe you've had this relationship with God for 40 years. You have to go back to some set points to become intentional and add some action so my relationship with God can be the best it possibly can be and then I'm fulfilling what God has asked me to do. So really what happens is this, you start waking up to a God consciousness again of the things that maybe you let slip just a little bit because life got busy, okay? And I'm not saying you did that, but I'm just saying that's what this thing's about. Is that a good, is that good, is that okay, okay? Your relationship with God has to be basically maintained. Right now, God is actively seeking a relationship with you, and that should be life-changing, but I got news for you. 
he knows how important you are to him, but have we figured out how important God is to us? This is gonna sound really weird, and I know. There's always gonna be a struggle, but I want you to know this, that what is in you is always greater than what is against you. Did you get that? Are you okay with that? So what am I, so let me break it down. Pastor Chris, what are you trying to say? I'm getting real cute trying to just give you this. You, you get, God didn't go nowhere. You slip away from God. God didn't leave the throne. God didn't leave heaven. God's like, hey, where you at? I invited you to come. Where you been? Now, that ain't just church attendance. That's daily devotional. Have you been spending the time praying? Have you been spending the time in the word of God? Have you been spending the time seeking God's name? When's the last time you prayed in the Holy Ghost? When's the last time you just worship God? Not in church. Not in church. When's the last, is this a relate, is this like a weekend relationship you got with God? And then, you know, Monday, you go back to reality of your life and God ain't in your daily. He might not be in your Monday morning routine. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Look, man, and then you guys that are doing it, hey, is this thing fresh? Is this relationship crisp? Or is this like I'm going through the motions of relationship with God? I don't know when the last time I even had joy, you know. I remember being in the beginning of this, you know, I was like, you know, I, I, I came not in the 90s. We were crazy. You know, you had a, you, it was, oh, it was so nuts. You know, you're like, you, 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 we were all trying to outdo one another and praying and, you know, spending time. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah you, you guys don't know, have any clue what I'm talking about. But it was like, you know, it was all about what you did, you know. We stood in the Word, and we prayed in the Holy Ghost, and you did all. So I remember, man, I was working, you know, and you got a job, and you're doing life. I'm like, man, I got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to pray like this. And I remember, man, it was such a grind. And one day I was like, dude, I think I'm miserable. And God's like, me too. Like, in my spirit, I said, Dad, it can't be God. This is the things I'm supposed to be. He goes, yeah, because this is complete craziness. You're, you're just doing something to do it but there's no life in it. There was no joy in it. Like, is my relationship with God stale? You know what I mean? Like, this is what I'm asking you. I'm asking you. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm kind of just going through the motions. I, I don't feel like I'm where I need to be. Or is it time to get a fresh start with God with your relationship? You know, I told you what I did. I was like, you know what? I can't handle this sitting in the room praying thing. It was wearing me out. So I said, all right, forget it. I'm just gonna go walk on the breach and go pray in tongues. And I'd get up in the morning and go walk on the beach and go pray in the Holy Ghost. And, and I said, you might not live in the beach, but you know what I'm saying? Walk. I was like, my God in heaven, it was like a weight lifted off me. I was like, I couldn't sit in that little, you know, sit in the room praying in God and just, you know, falling asleep and trying to fight it. And just, it was boring. You know what I mean? It was lame. It was like, it was like walking through sludge. And, and I was having no fun. And I don't think God was getting anything out of it easier either. It was a mess. So I just went outside, started praying in the Holy Ghost. I started walking and praying in the Holy Ghost and started, and, started, and next month we're going to get everybody filled with the Holy Ghost, and, and we're going to talk more about it, but I started praying with the Holy Ghost, and then I started noticing my reading was like, hey, I'm not, you young guys better get this, man, it's good. I was like, man, I usually read chapter after chapter. No, I started meditating on the scripture. I didn't need to read chapter after chapter and get nothing out of it. I just started meditating on a couple of scriptures, and they started giving me life. Amen? I started looking. It wasn't about quantity, but it was about the quality of time I spent with God. It's like any relationship, you know, because you feel inadequate in your relationship, and sometimes this thing looks so big, you know, and I was like, man, God, I'm not having fun, you know, and God's like, neither am I. I said, praise be to God. This is getting better by the minute, and it wasn't about just an experience. It was about me understanding this, that God is seeking me out, but have I started to seek God out, or did I have a formula on how you seek God out? 
or did I have a relationship? You know, the terms of relationship with people are based on the other person, not just the way I see it. Does that make sense? So if you want to have a relationship with somebody, you don't just come in and go, okay, if, we're gonna, me, if, we're, if I'm going to have a relationship with you guys, here's the way it's going to fly. You got to do this, and you got to do that, and you got to do this, and you got to do that to be in relationship with me. No, that doesn't work like that. Relationship is give and take. You start understanding the boundaries of, of relationship. It's the same thing with God. God's like, look, I'm accepting you, but have you accepted me? Man, that's a question right there. You better ask yourself, I'm going to explain God's like, I loved you, I came after you, but are you coming after me? Are you pursuing me, or are you just fitting me in the box you want to put me in, meaning God, and this is, how, this is how I do God. You know, I do God on Sunday, but you do, don't forget about that Monday through Friday God business. When I go to work, I'm not God. God and my friends don't know I'm, you know, you got God in the closet. You know what I mean? I can't tell my friends about God, you know. They don't want, I can't tell nobody I go to church. You know, I'm a, I'm a Sunday Christian, but I'm not a life Christian. No, that stuff's got to go, guys. That's not a relationship. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't got no, like, you know, side thing you do with God, and then, you know, I'm not picking on you. You understand what I'm saying? But, like, oh, I, I serve God, you know, on Sunday, but that's about it. I go into work on Monday, and I'm, I'm a new person. No, that can't be you. You know, where's your relationship with God? Is God somebody you leave in the closet when you go to work during the week? Or is this relationship constant? I know it is for a lot of you, but for some of you, you know exactly what I'm saying. Like, I'm not making God a priority on Monday. And I appreciate your prioritizing God on Sunday. Please understand me. I'm talking about if we're going to get this relationship to go to a brand new level of new, we got to start doing some things different than we did before. Come on, look what it says here. You got to understand, there's always going to be a struggle in this thing, but guess what? You got to know this, God's always greater than what's been against you. Look at 1 John 4 and 4. It says, you've overcome the world because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know this stuff, amen? But how many know if I'm going to be strong for life, I got to be strong in my daily walk with God? This stuff is so simple, but when's the last time you did this? Now, let me just show you this, right? You know that's 1 John 4 and 4, but I want you to pull this in. I want you to get this. Have you been building those daily opportunities to be strong for the day? So did you get up, you want to get up tomorrow morning and go, hey, listen, I'm not asking for five hours, but can you give me five minutes? Can you get, that's why we made that app, and this ain't selling the app. Get the app and read the scripture. Get the app, make the confession. That Chris Turner Ministries app, do that for five minutes. It'll keep you conscious about what. The other day, I, I, I put that in there, and that, that scripture hammered me, man, that, in that Psalms. He said, he said, my tears are liquid prayers. I never thought about that in my life. The Passion Translation says that my tears and my sorrow, my sorrowful tears have been liquid prayers to God. I meditated about that all day long. I started thinking about times that weren't easy, times that were hard, and how you cried out to God, and God looked at those tears that came out of your eyes as liquid prayers. How, you'll never forget that as long as you live. I said, liquid prayers? Who thinks like this? God said, no, those tears were, weren't just, were just pain in your life. They were prayers into my ears. I said, you know, when I, now watch this. I shot ahead. I was in Brazil two years ago, at my buddy's church, and that church is beautiful, how it goes up 
And it builds, and they have this, like, I don't know, this Brazilian wood is really cool. Well, the daddy's a carpenter, and he built these floors. Listen to this, right? He, I started crying when I seen it. PL started bawling. The floor is made out of this wood. And I prayed for, like, I don't know, a couple, it looked like 100 people. I don't know, there's three, 400 people in the place. And I prayed for these people. And I never forget this. When I was praying for them in the line, when I looked, I saw Liz. We were praying. We were moving around. We were moving. You know, we were doing you know, God stuff. We were praying for people. And I said, look, 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 look at the floor. And in this wood, this beautiful Brazilian wood, was pools of tears where the people were just weeping. They were on their knees, and they were crying, and the tears were soaking into the wood. And I looked at Liz, and I said, if this floor could speak, what would it say? Can you imagine the people that cried in those altars? And I thought, and then went back to that scripture. They're liquid prayers, man. He heard every one of them. And they couldn't speak... They couldn't express it in words because there was no words to express what they were experiencing. But what came out of their eyes in tears, he understood. That's the God you serve. Makes you want to run after him. But I'm too stinking busy with life sometimes and I'm dense and I, I'm talking about me now and, I, and I'm busy and you're working you're, and, you're, and you're doing and you don't know this and you don't know and you don't expect. And sometimes in life what happens is you don't get it and what happens is the hardest thing of all is this. I forget how important it is. I forget how important it is that I, that I make sure I connect my relationship where it needs to be connected. Why? Because I get busy. So you can't get too busy for God. So why are we talking about this today? We're talking about this because we want us to know Jesus gave us the ability to eliminate the distance, but are we using the tools that he gave us to eliminate it? It's important. Your relationships define us. They make sure... The, the relationship that defines you best is the one you have with God. I want to say that again. Relationships define us. So make sure the relationship that defines you best is the one you have with God. When that's true, every other relationship in your life will be blessed by God's presence. If he's part of your life, then he's also part of your marriage you better pay attention to me. I know I'm rebuking some people watching on the internet. Now, no, nobody in the building. <laughs> look, look, you know what I'm saying? Look, I'm, I, I've apologized to my, my wife. Hello, are you with me? Because if I don't locate me, you guys are all like, uh, I've apologized to my wife and my kids for not being the godly example all the time that I'm supposed to be within my house. Oh, that's my transparent moment. Transparent moment, nothing. That's reality, bro. I'm not going to always hit the mark, but I am smart enough to know that when I do not hit the mark sometimes as the husband or better yet, the man of God or leading the house with the kids, I'm repentive because I'm pushing for a goal to reach a mark. So if I'm looking at me, you need to look at you. Everybody needs to look at one another and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Am I acting like the man of God I'm supposed to be in my marriage? Question, gentlemen. Am I acting? Now, look, before we had God, we didn't know what to do. We were happy just to make it because we were half nuts. Now we got God, but am I, in, am, I, am I parenting? Come on, ladies. Are you acting like the woman of God? God's called you. Are we inviting God into the marriage? Are we inviting God into the relationship? Or is this so like, well, you know, it's church, but I'm going to. No, we cannot. We have to start 
understanding God has to come into life in other areas and arenas, not just on Sunday morning. I know that sounds crazy, but you know exactly what I'm saying. Have you checked? Have you carried the weight Monday through Friday on your own? Have I found the place to to worship him? Have I found, have you gotten word intake to make it through Thursday? Come on, guys. Have I prayed in the spirit on Friday to make it through? Did I lift my hands in the car ride to work and worship God in the morning, but I'm too busy taking phone calls, but I ain't even conscious of God. I'm so busy, I'm slammed. No, man, is God getting my attention before I step into the earth and then have to face everything I'm facing on my own? See, you got the Holy Ghost, but you got to check in. He is the helper. He's not the doer. You got to lean on the helper. You need to ask God, hey, give me the wisdom for today. Help me with today. Now, I know, listen, guys, I'm telling you, give me the grace for today. Listen to this, right? Check this out. I want them to look at that 2 Samuel 22, 21. I want to make sure we read that in the message. So pop that up there. If he's part of your life, then he's part of your marriage. If he's part of your life, then he's part of your friendships. If he's part of your life, he's part of encounters in your life you have with everybody. If he's part of your life, every relationship that you have is defined within the guidelines of walking with God. If he's part of your life, then the world is going to know who he is to you. Is he part of your life? Now, look, I mean, it's quiet in here, so I'm getting nervous, but, but it, you know what I'm saying? Have I, come on, man, you know, in the morning, I can't, you know, God rebuked me one time for, I was in the church, I'm doing all this. He said, you know, your problem is, I said, this should be good. This is probably a long day I'm facing. He said, no, he says, you need to supernaturally pastor those people. I said, oh, okay, what does that mean? He's like, you're doing it in your own strength. You can't do it in your own strength. You'll never do it. You'll never make it. And then I started thinking, so, oh, okay. So you get around business guys. You think you could do this on your own? You're crazy. You got too much pressure. You'll never do it on your own. You got to have God. And it's not weakness having God. It's wisdom having God. Because he'll save you time and money, man. You know what I'm saying? You think, you think a mom? Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. The hardest job in the world, as far as I'm concerned, is to be a mother with kids. Because running a business... I see those guys, they, 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 you want to stay home all day with the kids? They'll go crazy. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's a pressure that, so you need grace. When's the last time you tapped into God and goes, God, give me the grace. God, give me the help. So Jesus gave us the tools to eliminate the distance. Jesus gave us the tools to work through life. But are you using them? He gave you the tool to worship. When's the last time you worship God without a church service? He gave you the word. When's the last time you just said, let me get a couple, let me get, even if I start just listening to it in the car a little bit, just to fill myself. Jesus said, the words I speak in you, their spirit in their life. There's life in the word. When's the last time you just leaned in and said, hey, God, today I need your help. You know what I'm saying? Hey, God, this is a little tough. I, I need, the Bible says in Hebrews, it says, in your time of need, come to the throne of grace, and I'll give you help in your time of need. When was the last time, you know, business, running that business ain't easy, man. When was the last time you feel like you're going to pull your hair out of your head? Right? Trying to keep them employed. Trying to, man, oh God, I feel like I'm losing my mind. Hey, God, you know, when was the last time you get in there, get in the middle of that restaurant, and just lift your hands in the air and go, praise be to God, everything's going to work out all right. People think you're crazy. Don't think you're nuts because you'll start laughing about stuff that's got other people falling apart. But the reason why is you know your help comes from the Lord, man. 
You know you're not smart enough to pull it off. I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. But Jesus, I know you're going to do it. Amen? Ain't that good news? But doesn't this kind of get you? Like, I started tweaking my relationship with God. You know, I got like a little bit of like how I do it. And God's like, no, we gotta, you got to come on up. Shouldn't nobody challenge me with more. You know what he told me? Now, listen, if it's hitting me, it's going to hit you. So, see, this is what I've learned. If you're connected to me, I'll go through it first, and then you'll go through it. So let me just tell you what's getting ready to happen. He's going to pull you up to another level, and he's going to demand more out of your spiritual life. But the only reason why is because what we're getting ready to go do for him. And he sets you up before you get there so you can maintain the place. See, we all love these scriptures. God will take you from glory to glory to glory. Guess what, though? When he takes you to another level of glory, there's more spiritual weight put on your life. And you can't get away with last season what you've been getting away with the season before that. The next season is he expects greater spirituality. And then what's that mean? That means a little bit more time of being, you kind of do this. I'm feeling the spiritual climate. Time for me to get in the Holy Ghost a little bit. We get ready to go up. Now watch this. Time for me to get in a spiritual place just a little bit because we're getting ready to go pray some stuff out. Time for me to get in a spiritual place. I better stay in God's presence because if I push through this thing and I'm not in the presence of God, it's going to get shaky. But if I can stay in the presence of God, I can overcome. What's that mean? You might be facing the greatest battles of your life, but I got news for you. You already won. God already went before you, and now he's coming in. He's the alpha and the omega, which means what? He's the beginning and the end, and he's coming into your middle telling you what you could do and should do so you can make it to your finish line. This ain't over. This story ain't over. No way, man. This is just one chapter of the book we're getting ready to write about your life. But you got to navigate it spiritually, and you got to make some big boy decisions, some of you. You know, the Bible said when I was a child, I act like a child. But when I became a man, you're stepping into spiritual. You're step, listen to me. This ain't just about the men. It's about the ladies, too. You are stepping into spiritual maturity, and spiritual maturity asks for a little bit more from people that want to grow. That's all it is. And I'll tell you what, it's a joy. Look what he says here. Man, these scriptures are going to get you. And we got, I turn around. It's like 10, 10 o'clock. I got to get out of here. Come. That's what I told him in California when I was there. I said, just stay for the next service. Don't leave. Just come back. I said, just run them in succession. I could do like five a day. You guys are getting nervous. Like five services a day. God made my life complete. Now, look, 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 look. You got it. Just read the scripture. I'm going to let you go home. Okay? Now, you got this? Just the word of God. Look, I'm smart enough to know I ain't that smart. If I read you the Bible, that's the truth. If you don't believe the Bible's the truth, we got a problem before we even start. The Bible's the truth, amen? I want everybody to look at this word. Look up here. Look up here. Everybody look up here. I'm going to let you go. I promise. Look up here. Whatever you're doing, stop. You ever looking up here? You see this? I don't know. I'm not looking at everybody to tell. But you need to read this because God wrote this. I found this scripture. If I found this, this ain't for me. It's for you. God made my life. You looking at this? Message? God made my life complete when I placed all the pieces before him. When I cleaned up my act, he gave me a fresh start. Oh, my God, do you see that? I'm going to read it again. Did you get that? Tim, you see that? God made my life complete. James, you see that? He made my complete when? 
I put all my pieces before him. Man, if it's got pieces, that means it's broken. I put my brokenness before him. I put my reality before him. You know what? I am, man, stop lying to yourself. You know, I'm going to tell you right here now, nobody's lied to you more than you. If it's jacked up, it's jacked up. Stop saying it ain't jacked up. I know my English is great, but you know, oh, I got it. You know, we're so full of baloney. You know, Instagram's a lie. Facebook is a lie. These people are screwed up. Half the people you jumping and shouting about, the backstory is miserable. They put plastic on their face and look at my perfect world with my perfect life with my perfect this, my perfect that. Those people all need to be in therapy. It's a bunch of baloney. Stop. Don't think everybody's life's perfect. Take your broken junk and stick it in God's face and go, you know what? I'm shot out. I'm a little bit of a mess. I'm not all there. I don't have great. I don't have, and lay it all out there and go, God, you know, who in the world? I'm going to throw a chair, man, right now. Who in the world do you think you're hiding from? He made you and created you and formed you and fashioned you in the womb. You don't think God knows who you are? You don't think God knows you got to hang up? You don't think God knows you got a little? God made, don't. God knows it. He's just waiting for you to acknowledge it and go, it's here, and we grow beyond it. God made my life complete. Well, who wants to have a complete life, a whole life, an entire life, a life free of everything? When I play, when I put the brokenness before, I say, God, I'm a mess. God, I need some help. God, my relationship is just okay. I cleaned up my act. He gave me a fresh start. Come on, man. Let's freshen this relationship up. I have the weirdest relationship with God. Trust me, if I'm saved, anybody in the world can be saved. I'm like, God, you know, some of these people you got are really special. I talked to him about the special people God created. I don't know why. I think some days he had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did you make some of the people you made? Because some of them you made, don't, they're like defective. You know what I mean? And I talk to God just like, God, help me. Help me understand. So just be real with God. Stop being goofy with God. You know, I tell God I'm mad. I tell God I'm happy. I tell God I'm sad. I tell God he should fix my wife because she needs a lot of help. I tell God. That was funny. I tell God a lot of stuff. I tell God about everything. She said it's not funny. It's funny. I tell God, hey, God, you know, if you would have just, it would just been me and you, and you would have let me pick the people that we could put around, it would have been great. Why, who, why'd you choose these guys? You know what I mean? Why'd you pick Judas? Help me. Indeed, I've kept alert to God's ways. Have you been staying alert to God's way of doing things? You know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute, man. God doesn't think. Now, I don't know what he's talking about to you. You know what I'm talking about? This is what I'm talking about. Hello, cute little fuzzy-headed Christian you. Uh, are you responding to life the way God wants you to, or are you responding the way you want to? Well, I don't want to walk in love. Well, guess what? You're going to have to. I don't want to forgive. Well, guess what? You're going to have to. Well, you know, I don't want to do that. Well, guess what? If you want me, remember I told you, consequences, he already figured those out. Decisions, those are up to you. Remember I told you two weeks ago, insanity is not doing the same thing over and over. That's baloney. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over. Baloney. Baloney. Insanity is trying to do things outside of God's laws and think you're going to get different results. Because these laws are universal. They don't change. Lost people think they're not living by them, but they are. They're always in effect. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to live the Bible, and I'm going to get different results. You're in trouble, honey. There's only one way to live it. you got to live it. And especially us, we got the power to live it. So look what it says. I've kept alert to God's ways. I haven't taken God for granted. Every day I review the ways he works. Isn't that good? Look, it gets better. Keep going. I don't know. I think I gave him the 25. Didn't I? I try not to miss a trick. 
I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened up the book of my heart to his eyes. Oh, did you read that? Why am I the only one getting excited about this? You know, you know something, somebody was watching podcasts. You know who? My little buddy. He was watching the podcast and he goes, you know, I'm screaming in the car. Why isn't your church not screaming? I said, they, they, they catch up. they'll catch up to it. They'll catch up. But it's like, you got to catch it, guys. Catch it. And then pop that back up there. Look at it. Let's say, I, I, I try not to miss a trick. What's he saying? I'm trying not to miss it. I feel put back together and I'm watching my step. God rewrote the text of my life. Well, that's got, some, that's got some weight, right? We're texting now. God rewrote the text of my life when I opened the book of my heart to his eyes. Let's get in there and be like, hey, God, here I am, man. I need some work. Who doesn't? I need some help. Who doesn't? You can play. I, I, need, some, I need some stuff. Let them get in there, man. Let them get in there and fix some stuff. Let them get in there and go, hey, you know what, man, God, I'm going to tweak this. I'm going to get a fresh start. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a brand new I'm gonna get a brand new season with God. And that doesn't mean the old one was bad. Doesn't your marriage? Listen, there, there's statistic proofs that you need to almost re-identify yourself throughout life a couple times. You don't think you gotta do that with a marriage? How many times do you do that? You know, like you come in like you had a season of life. Remember, like I look at like look, it's let me explain something to you. It's easy to look at this thing when you're on the other side of it. You remember the early days. Then you remember the days you had kids. Then everybody goes in stages. You got to re-identify yourself. I got people in here, they retire. They got to re-identify their whole marriage. Because it's not like, well, you leaving eight hours a day. You leaving eight hours a day. Now the guys are all like, oh, my God, I'm stuck with her all day long. She's driving me up a wall, vice versa. You know what I mean? They're living in the garage. Come on. No, you re-identify. You got kids, you got to, Right? career. You do it with your job. You spend your whole life building business. I got guys right now looking for exit strategies out of dreams they've built for 40, 50 years. That ain't easy. Where do you find yourself? You wake up. I got a buddy. I got a guy. There's a Wall Street dude big time, right? They, it's done. I got to re-identify myself. I got to recreate. See what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? There's a grind. There's going to be a day you wake up and go, don't you do this with everything? You do it with relationships. You do it in your family. You do it in work. You don't think you're going to have to do this with God? Are you getting what I'm saying here? You don't think Jesus had seasons of life where he just, he just lived in a season where, where his relationship with God, and then all of a sudden it changed? And then he lived in a different season, and then he fulfilled his ministry? You don't think Peter's life, you don't think, look at the apostle Paul. He's persecuting the church in a season of life, and then something got shifted. Everything in life shifts. If it's not moving, it's dead. If it's not growing, it's dying. This thing with God's got to be sometimes almost like a shake up inside and go, you know what? I'm going to look at this. And it's not what I'm doing as much as how am I doing it. Does that make sense? You know, like, hey, wait a minute, man. How do I get a fresh start with God? This is going to be cool. Amen? How does any fresh start in your life happen in relationships you got? You become more intentional and you give more action to the intentions you have. That's what happens. When you do this thing with God, I promise you this, you're going to see the results of what happens in your life. But here's the thing. God already moved towards you. He's waiting for you to move towards him now. He already loved you. He wants to see, do you love me? What's the great distance eliminator? Love. Jesus, for God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. Why? 
He was separated from the world, and the only way to eliminate the distance was to send something. He loved to change it, Jesus. He eliminated distance. Jesus has been eliminating distance between God and man forever. Now he gave you worship. Now he gave you the word. Now he gave you time in his presence, meditation, all those things he gave you to eliminate the distance. I don't feel like God's close. He's right next to you. But you got to go towards him to feel the consciousness of his presence. Because God doesn't come looking for you. He already came looking for you. Now you got to come looking for him. You got to eliminate the distance through the tools he gave you and the love he's placed inside of you. And when you do, your relationship takes off, goes to a whole new meaning. I'm telling you, watch this. I promise you this. Your relationship over these next couple weeks is going to go to a whole new level because you're going to start leaning on him. You're going to start trusting on him on a daily. You might be at work and just lift your hands up there. They don't know what you're doing at work. What do they care? I just lift you. Praise the Lord. It's going to be a great day. Glory to God. God's got me. They don't know what you're doing. It's your office going there. Praise the Lord. I do it around here. If you ever catch me in here, sometimes you, you, they'll catch me. Some people be visiting. I'm a mess, man. I'm walking through. And I'm like, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. I'm talking to God, man. They'd be, well, he'll give you peace in the midst of life storms, and he'll show you the way out. He'll show you the way out. Oh, you got, but you got to acknowledge him. You got to acknowledge him. You got to go towards him. And when you go towards him, he'll come towards new. Amen? Come on, someone. Stand on your feet. Let's just thank him this morning as you lift your hands to heaven. Thank him for his faithfulness in your life. Thank him that he didn't forget you. Thank you that he never left you nor forsake you. Thank him that he's doing what he said he's going to do in your life. Father, I thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I know you're moving in their life supernaturally. I believe it and I'm expecting it. Thank you, Father, for taking them from level to level to level and we're gonna beat every opposition of the enemy and bless their people. Bless these people, Lord, watching. Bless the people in the house of God and bless this house and let us get a fresh start with you so we can fulfill the calling and the destiny and the purpose and the plan you have for each and every one of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said amen. Don't forget, check online, catch up what we're doing. We're going to be doing a picnic and all this cool stuff. And don't forget, share Wednesday night. What time? 7 o'clock online. Don't miss it. I love you guys. I'll see you then. We're ready to have a baby. I'm pumped. Tomorrow, be praying. Nee is going to have a little baby. You are too. Not that, you know, Sam, you are too, but you just be there. Be supportive and make sure you text me. I'm into this baby thing, man. Roxy's here with the baby. I love it. It's a blast. You come out, you never know what's going on. I came out the other day. The, ro the room was dark. I was like, okay, we're sleeping. Then something's going on. We're pumping. We're feeding. We're doing. You got to be like a ninja around here. The other day, I was like, wow, this is great. And I'm like, what is going on right here? We got like a pop tent. We got stuff going on. I'm like, hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> going to go take my pastoral walk, come back later. But we're excited, man. Are you guys pumped? Yeah. Look, whatever life's throwing at you, we're bigger than it. Don't, look, I promise you this. No matter what's going on, God's going to find a way. Amen? You're going to work it out. We're going to take some communion today. It's going to be cool. And you know why communion is really cool? It's like a reset point with your relationship, you know, with God. And that's what I want to do. I want to reset your relationship because God is really, listen, I'm gonna, when I get in this sermon today, it's really going to be cool because I did, I did it like you guys do it. My relationship with God was going, and I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, I was like, I'm not even having fun in this relationship with God. And God was like, I'm bored too. I was like, well, praise the Lord because this is boring. <laughs> It's like miserable. You know, I'm trying to pray and nothing's working. I was reading the Bible. It was like stale toast. 
I was like, oh my gosh. And the Lord really dealt with me. He said, look, he said, you got to just get your relationship. It's like a marriage, right? Sometimes you just get in the motions of doing things. And you got to have a reset where you go, hey, you know what? Got to be intentional about this stuff. And you know, guys, I usually tell the guys, you got to be intentional, but you got to have action. And it's going to be a really cool, I think the fresh start thing on Wednesday has been great. So make sure Wednesday night you go online, watch it, or catch it on the app, or catch it on the YouTube, or catch it on whatever you got to get. Listen to it. It's going to help you. And this is all, it's never to be like, you know, your relationship with God's here. No, it's about quality relationship with God is key. Because nobody loves you more than God. But sometimes we get so busy, we don't spend time with God. And I think it's because we don't think we're qualified or some jazz. You know, like, oh, I'm not a good, I'm, a, like, I'm like a 30% Christian. You're not. You're really, really, really the apple of God's eye, and he loves you, and he wants to spend time with you. And how can you, how can you get a relationship to go to another level unless you start spending time with God? And the thing with God is this. Don't let people, this is a big one. You're going to love this. This is funny. You know, you got those, you got those people that like walk with God and they're weird. And you think like if walking with God is going to make me like you, I don't really want to walk with God. Did he just say that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like if making, walking with God is going to make me like some goofball like floating in the air. I don't want to do it. That's not walking with God, man. The closer you walk with God, the more realistic about things in life you become because Jesus met people's needs. And that's why I never, I'll never back up on what the Holy Spirit does because we got to meet people's needs. People come in here with needs. You know, and I can't answer them, but God can. So that's what I do. I just connect you with God and then I get it away because I don't want to mess it up. Amen? Ain't that cool? So I'm excited about giving. Yeah, man. Are you pumped about sowing? Isn't giving good? Now, look, don't get nervous. Everybody gets nervous. Oh, God. So start talking about the money thing. No, no, no. This is why you guys tithe and you give because you love God. Remember this. Everything in life that you have, God gave you. You're a steward of what God gave you. Now, listen. I'm telling you. Listen to me. I'm just serious. I was talking to somebody the other week. like, had a business, lived life. They're like, man, 50 some odd years. I didn't, I didn't live for God. I, didn't. I said, look, God gave you everything even when you weren't serving him. You got to understand this. Then when you wake up and serve God, you understand, hey, me and God are connected in this. You know what I mean? The Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust, meaning this. God gave it to you. Now you got to steward it. The better steward you are, the better receiver you become. Because you're stewarding things. Does that make sense? This ain't about money. It's about trust. And it's about love. See, because I always say this to the guys. You show me your checkbook, I'll show you what you love. Come on, ladies. Woo! You got all them. Come on now. Look, that doesn't mean you're in love with stuff, but you know what I'm saying, right? You, You give to what you care about, right? You participate what you care about. So just relax. But look at this. I'm going to show you something about God. God's got a, now this is good. You business guys understand what I'm saying. God's your partner. Everybody in this room, God's your partner. Look what it says in Luke chapter 5. See, Jesus needed to borrow a boat one day, and he borrowed Peter's boat. When he borrowed Peter's boat, he entered into one of the ships and was Simon. Simon was Peter. And he prayed him that he would what? Let me borrow your boat. Let me get out here and let me do my thing. And he preaches the gospel and he says this to Simon. Look at verse four. You see what he says there? And he caught a great catch in the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said to Simon, launch me out in the deep and let down your net. Now he's done preaching. 
right? And he said, look, he said, now that you help me, let me help you. See, this is partnership. We're in partnership. We do the kingdom stuff. You do the life stuff. That's why some of you, you better go get a better mentality of wealth than you have right now because God's got to prosper somebody so the gospel can go where it needs to go. That's the bottom line. People are like, oh, don't, not. That's the truth. Because God has to get it to somebody so he can get it through the church. You understand? And some of you got a responsibility to, to understand that's your job. That's your assignment. I got people on an assignment. Their job is to just create wealth. They know it. Don't stop. Come on. Look, and Simon answered, said, hey, I toiled all night. This is a mess. What you know about fishing? Now, let me explain to you. This is not a weekend warrior with a fishing rod. This guy's doing this for a living. See what I'm saying? This is Peter's living. This is Peter's job. This is Peter's livelihood. Jesus said, you take care of my need, which is what? I need a place to go preach. Let me borrow your boat, and I'll take care of what you do for a living. You better get this. This is what he's talking about. And he goes, look. And he said this. He said, okay. He said, we got caught so many fish, broke the net. He goes, what? Look at verse 7. He said, and we beckoned unto their partners and said, come get us. We got so much fish. Put some fish in your boat. Time out. Think about this. Think about this. You better see something here. This is how this works. Who did they go get? Who did Peter go get? Peter went and got his partners. Peter went and got his partners because he followed Jesus. He affected the lives of the people around him. You better catch that one. You see what I'm saying? He had so much overflow. He said, what? He said, go, go get my partners. He said, Peter said, what? Go get my partners and tell my go. Keith, go get the boat. Why? I got so much fish I can't contain. Junior, go get the boat. Why? I got Tony, go get the boat. I got so much fish I can't. See, Peter missed an instruction. And Peter, if Peter would have listened even better, he would have went to a whole other level. But he only threw one net. If he would have thrown 100 nets, he would have thousands of boats. You affect the prosperity of the people around you. You'll get that on the car ride home. You do. You do. Your inability to see is stopping the people around you from prospering. Business people, you better hear what I just said. Because you're the key to those people prospering. They ain't prospering on their own. You're their key. And the more you have capacity to see, but that means work for smart people. They know that. People that make money, they know that. They know it's going to create more work for me. But guess what? That might just be your kingdom responsibility. Right. You know what I'm saying? But who'd he call? He went and got his partners. So check this out. I want to be the guy whose phone rings and goes, hey, just bring the boat. We did all the dirty work. We just got to go get the fish. That's power of partnership. You see it? They call me up and say, hey, it's here. Come get it. Yeah, I didn't throw no net. I didn't have to get dirty. I didn't have to toil all night. I didn't have to do nothing. All I had to do was show up at the ramp and load up the boat. Are you catching what I'm saying here? Partnership takes you further and longer and sustains you in a place. That's how God sees it. He's looking for people to connect to vision so that he could create what he wants to get done. But I got news for you. He ain't coming down here in a robe and a pair of sandals and going to do it himself. He needs you in the earth taking your place and prospering the way he wants you to prosper so his kingdom responsibilities can be carried out. He ain't got no problem sharing the fish as long as you got no problem with being obedient. That's Jesus, man. And they, oh, no, it's not. He's Jesus. No, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Because I was thinking about, I was thinking about something, you know. It was funny. 
I was thinking about his life, and you think about how he does it, he's always in the place of partnership. He always is. He always is. Because he knows you can't do what he is. Because he knows he can't do it without you, but you can't do it without him. And that's the cool part. So you've got to realize how important you are. Really are. Amen? Hold your seat in your hand. Look at it right here. Here's the ways to give. We're going to get in this message. It's going to be great. I'm excited you're here today. You know how to do this. If you don't know how to do this, it's for the online people. The 386-968-1103. That's how we text to give. The relevantfl.org slash giving. That's the way I think you should go through because I know a lot of you guys, you got to open up Get in there, give your information so we can email you. A lot of stuff goes on and you don't know about the picnics coming, the, the, uh, the conferences coming. They'll send you reminder emails about everything going on and how many know. And then the cash app is dollar sign relevant FL. See that thing right there? Dollar sign relevant FL. You get ready to give. If you got your seat in your hand, the ushers are going to come. I'm going to pray over it and I'm going to believe God's going to prosper you because he wants to. Amen. That's the cool thing about God. God wants you to prosper more than you want to prosper. Amen. Father, I just thank you in the mighty name of Jesus that you're prospering each and every one of these people here today and them that are online because you want to, Lord. That's your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord, that just like Simon and P Peter prospered through the uh, command of instruction, you're giving commands and instruction to your people today. And as they're obedient, they're going to be willing. They're going to eat the good of the land increase is going to come upon their life and I break the power of the enemy coming against them right now and I resist the spirit of fear in Jesus name and I thank you Lord for open heaven for the blessings of God to become multiplied upon their life a thousand times greater in Jesus mighty name we pray and everybody said amen amen praise the Lord the ushers are going to serve you don't forget and if you don't have the app you got to get the app okay if you don't we got the Chris Sarno Ministries app Okay, we're going to get a relevant one. We're going to do all this. But if you do not have the app, go to your go to your store. You know, you got Google. I had to help somebody. I'm not a Google guy or whatever it is. If you got an Android or whatever, I don't even know what I'm doing with an iPhone, but you know what I'm talking about. Get the app. The app's going to help you. Every day, 8 o'clock, you're going to get a notification from me. Scripture, prayer, scripture, call, yeah, confession, thought. You're going to do it. It's helping you especially getting this relationship series going. So download that thing right now. Go to your Apple store and just go in there. Chris Sarno Ministries, boom. You're going to get it when you get it. Eight o'clock every day, you're going to get a notification. It's going to help you stay the course. Amen? So get, that's why I give you these resources, all right? Somebody was just watching the Holy Spirit conferences on there, and they called me yesterday. They were pumped. You know what I mean? You got to feed your spirit, okay? So what is this series all about? I want you to eliminate the distance between you and God. That's what this whole series is about. What does that mean? I know you do your daily devotionals. I know you love God. This is not to say we're not doing it. We're going to take communion today. It's going to be awesome. This is not to say you're not doing it. But sometimes, if you're not careful, time creates distance. doesn't make a difference. Busy life creates distance. Life creates distance. It happens. It happens to all of us. Then we don't know how to bridge the gap. So we just allow the distance to become more, not because we want to, but sometimes we're forced to because I don't know what to do. And this doesn't mean God's not happy or he's upset. He's not upset with you. He loves you. But I started thinking about some stuff. Every once in a while, your relationship needs a little checkup, a little diagnostic report 
just a little bit, like we got to check the books a little bit, you know, make sure the numbers are all lining up. Come on, you know what I'm talking about here. Like, God, you know what? I haven't really been spending the time in the word. I kind of know you kind of been needing. Look, we're all not spiritually, you guys are smarter than you're giving yourself credit. You know what I'm talking about. There's some time I need to spend in worship. There's like, I worship God, you know, when I'm in church, but who's worshiping God at the house once in a while? Don't get, hey, don't get mad at me today because I'm checking on you guys. This is my job. I'm over your soul. I'm not the bad guy. I'm a delivery guy today. I'm trying to help you. Now, I'm not asking for 50 hours. I need five minutes. So I just felt in my heart, God's like, hey, let's just get in there and just kind of mess around a little bit and make sure we're hitting the mark where we need to hit the mark because I think we got to get real with God so God can kind of get real with us because how many of you know if we're ever going to go to another spiritual level of what God has for us, we're going to have to maintain the level where God's taking us. Now, that's what I want you to see. Everybody pay attention. I'll I'll go quick today so we can get you in and you can get it. Why does God want us here? Because every time God takes you to another level, you have to maintain that level. Is that okay? So he's like, hey, come on. It's like, Peter, come out on the water. Yay. Then you get out on the water, and he's like, what do I do out here? Peter starts freaking out. He's like, no, you need to maintain out here, but fear and worry and all this mess gets in the way, and now Peter's sinking. Now, was Jesus serious about come out on the water? Yeah, but what happened when he got out there? He started seeing the wind. He started feeling the waves. He started seeing the... If this is God, sure beats me, this stinks. I want to go back in the boat. You can't go back in the boat if you're going to do out, get out there in the water where you need to get to. So the problem is this. How do I maintain where he's taking me, and what do I got to do to stay out there? Now, that's not just the deep things. That's the simple things. You know what I'm saying? Because this is what I got to do. So here's the thing. Have we really become open to God and check on this relationship? Man, it's quiet in here today. Have you opened it up and been like real serious about it? Like, all right, say like this. I'll do it like this. It's easy. Yeah, you're married, right? You got a relationship. If you don't put intention in any relationship, you're going to have distance. It's created by anything. So now you got distance and you don't know. You see people live all their life with this distance. And why is that happening? Because nobody's paying attention to things they should be checking up on. If you don't have intentional actions, you're going to have separation in your life. I tell the guys all the time, that's why we're going to have a men's meeting. That's why we're going to de- and join a small group. This small group thing, I never realized how important they were till now. Okay, so the small groups. See, here's the thing. Let me, let me just give you something. I don't do things because everybody in America does them. They don't work for us. I do it because I know you need it. This isn't go to small group, you know, drink the Kool-Aid, everybody get in a group. No. That's not me. It doesn't work. Okay? It has to be, it has to be authentic. I want a small group with the guys because I love you guys, but you don't know what you have to do. I'm going to show you how you have to do biblically because I know the Bible. I don't know a lot of stuff. You don't ask me about pools and none of that stuff, but I know about Bible. I know how to swim in one. That's about it. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? I don't know nothing about concrete. Don't ask. I'm calling you. I don't know. These guys are sharp around here. I don't try to do it all. You know what I'm saying? But I know what you need to do in your responsibility and role, you need to pay real close attention to intentionality. Because most guys don't know their role and responsibility as being a husband. 
So because of it, they don't take the right spot, and then you want this lady to follow you around the world wherever you're taking her, and she don't even want to follow you to Publix and back because you can't even lead. But you're going to be the man. I'm the man. You know, in the bang desks and act like you're tough. You got to figure out who you are first. So I'm going to help these cats. I'm going to get with you, hang out. You might not like me. I didn't come here to run a popularity poll. You're going to love me. You know that. But what I'm saying, I'm going to talk about stuff you need to know that nobody told me until I had to go get it. And ladies, I'll pick on you later. Let me pick on the guys. But you know what I'm saying? And then what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the stuff we need to talk about because we care about people and we want to see your house right. See your kids in the place. I want to see your life right. I want to see you exceed and excel. That Bible's full of wisdom. And we're going to hang out. And we're not going to force you to go in a group you don't want to go. Because I used to hate to bring you to church and you got to hang out with these guys. I'm like, I don't even like these guys. I sure don't want to have a small group with a bunch of people I don't like. You guys got to stop lying in church. You know what? It's really bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, go in this group. I'm like, I don't like none of them guys in there. I ain't going in that group. You go in that group. I want to go with the dudes I want to hang out with. You know what I'm saying? Come on, relevant. You know what I mean? So, I'm a, so if I'm leading a group, it's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you see what I'm saying? We got to talk about this stuff. Are you here today? Oh, you know what I mean? No, this is why, this is why we're doing this. this ain't, oh, so we could just go drink coffee and stare out the window and sing Kumbaya. It's about dealing with real life stuff. Some of you got some kids that are down the road. They need to come on, steer a little bit. We're going to be praying and do it. These are what these connections are all about. And ladies, and then don't do this too. I oh, know I got one of you. I'm going to, let me get this over with. Well, I don't feel like I belong. I don't fit in the church. You don't go to nothing. I don't even know your name. I don't feel like I belong. Who are you? I don't know your name. I don't belong. I don't know. You nobody know. I don't know nobody in the church. When's the last time you came to something? All the new people, don't get mad. I'll give you time. But you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to get too committed. Hush, come on. What you mean get too committed? You got to connect, man. And I told you if this ain't the church for you, leave. I love you. That ain't mean. You got to go find a voice you can trust. Do you go, look, right? You do not go to a doctor you don't trust. You get a new doctor, right? When that joker's like, take this, you're like, this dude's a quack. I'm not coming back here. You know what I'm saying? You're like, no, man, I'm out. I tell my doctor, I think you're a shoemaker sometimes, right? What do you want me to do now? It's like, dude, I say, dude, you would change your doctor. Hello? Hello? If you don't like the mechanic's results, what do you do? I'm getting a new mechanic. You come into church, if you can't trust me spiritually, you can't trust me. You better go somewhere you trust the dude. Now, let me let you a secret now. Now, some of you, I'm, gonna, now I'm really going to tell on you. I'm picking on all of you today. You like it? You wanted me. Here I am. Y'all like, don't go nowhere. Here I am to stay. You better, you better get used to it. So check this out. You ready? You're only going to go as far as that pulpit. That's why I'll never let you outgrow me. Not a day in your life. I'll stay ahead of all of you light years. It's my responsibility. Because I can hinder where you can go spiritually. You see it? I got to stay in my lane and stay ahead. So this way, you guys always got something to come up to. You know why everybody likes the country club church? You don't have no spiritual responsibility to grow. This place is an incubator to force you to grow spiritually because I'm running after him. And I watch this one. I'm just getting ready to really start pressing because I've been chilling for a minute, but ain't no more. It's going to be a press. So that gives you capacity to grow into it. Do you understand it? See, if I'm a big fish in a small pond, I swim real tight. It's easy in that pond. 
But if you're, if you're going upon that's bigger than you, I demand you to rise up spiritually. The atmosphere makes you grow. You realize that? I set this atmosphere to make you grow. You come in, you start getting challenged in areas you didn't even know you need to be challenged in. I didn't even say nothing. That's why I'm fixing your hair. So I'm fixing everything. Glory to God. Because you're going to win. Okay? Because I want you to win. You're going to win. I got to tweak this relationship with God. Look what he says here in 2 Samuel. This stuff's deep, man. Because here's the thing. It's really good stuff. God made my life complete. When did God start completing your life? When I placed all my pieces before him. Have you gotten open with God? You know what I'm saying? Just get real with him. You know, have a real conversation. Like, God, you know what? I got some stuff I got to work at. I've apologized in my house. I've apologized for my, to my wife. I've apologized in ministry. I had apologized a month ago. I act, you know, sometimes you act ugly and you're supposed to act right. You, oh, nobody in this room knows what I'm talking about. You people. You know what, Brittany? Help me, will you? Because everybody else in here is lies. Come on, man. I had, a, I, I had a meeting I had a meeting about a month ago. It was a real cute meeting. It wasn't here. I had a meeting, and it was not good. And I could tell, like, I was like, oh, great. I made everybody happy today. No, sometimes in life, you need to make adjustments in your spiritual life because we all have not arrived. We're all growing. So sometimes you have to have a transparent moment and go, you know what? I'm growing. And because I'm growing, I have to stay kind of exposed before God, and you have to deal with some issues that you carry and let him work them out of you? Yeah. Does that make sense? Lewis, what, what, is he, what is he talking about? You might have a little bit mad. You might have a little sad. You might have a little angry. You might have a little this. You might have a little that. God's probably trying to, you might have some fear. You might have some frustration, some worries. God's working on your life all the time, but he can't get in there until you bring him the pieces. Leave that up there. Let me see this. Look what it says there, please. God made my life complete when what? I brought them pieces. That means something's broken. Yeah. I brought all my broken stuff. I said, God, here I am, man. You, uh, guys, hello. You, can't, you don't think God knows who you really are? You don't think God really has got you figured out? He does. He formed you and fashioned you in the womb. He knows who you are. So God's going, hey, this is good news because guys, especially young people, look at this. He'll always help you. You just got to get transparent and go, God, I need help. He'll be like, okay. He's not exposing you. He's helping you, and he wants to work with you, and he wants to be there for you. Wait, God made my life complete. When? I placed my pieces of my life before him. That's when I cleaned up my act. Look at this. He gave me a fresh start. Come on, man. How many want a fresh start with God? Now, this is what I was talking about. Man, when I was, when I was just got saved, you know, it was read your Bible, pray, and press, and push, and there was no connection, and you get, oh, my God, it was like a nightmare. You know what I mean? It's like you're trying to achieve all these spiritual places, and you, you feel like you're missing the mark, and because you're missing the mark, you don't feel like it's for you, and then you kind of fall back, and, oh, my God, this is too big. That's not what God's saying. God rebuked me back then. He said, look, man. This ain't no fun for you. This ain't no fun for me. That's when I figured it out. I said, man, I'll tell you what happened. I started getting up like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, you got to pray. You're trying to, when am I going to pray? And trying to pray and you're falling asleep because you can't pray that early in the morning. It's a big mess. And then you don't want to pray. And you're like, I think I want to pray. I'm bored. And I got ADD spiritually. And, you know, I'm bouncing off the wall. I'm like, I can't sit in this room. I feel like a caged rat. I'm going to get out of here. And I was like, this is miserable. I'm trying to pray in the spirit and pray and read my Bible. I'm just getting worse by the day. And, you know, I said, I said, this is miserable. God said, yeah, me too. I'm miserable too. I was like, well, what do we do? He's like, change it. 
Changing. I heard a man of God say one time this. He said, I change my relationship with God seasonally. When winter comes, I change what I'm doing. When spring comes, I change what I'm doing. When summer comes, I change what I'm doing. When fall comes, I change what I'm doing. I keep it fresh. So you know what I did? They'll tell you what I did. I got up before work. I used to go walk on the beach, get, get a coffee, walk on there and pray, and pray in the spirit walking down the beach. You guys live in paradise for crying out loud, man. Go take a walk. Because I thought praying was, you know, you sit in a room, you know, praying, praying. No, I was just walk. And I used to see the golden girls, you know, all the little ladies were walking on the beach. I was like, good morning, ladies. They'd be doing their thing. Here I am with the Starbucks. Sam's walking by, hey, don't give me the Starbucks business. I like coffee. I don't care where it came from, all right? right? So I'm doing my thing, and they're walking by, and I'd be like, hello, good morning. I'd be praying in the spirit. They didn't know what I was doing. And I got what? And I started filling things in my life I needed to fill. When's the last time you went and took a walk with God? When's the last time you went and got just chilled out? When's the last time you actually prayed to God? When's the last time you talked to God? When's the last time you had an ongoing conversation? Now, some of you are doing this, but hear, hear me. When's the last time you just went and had some time and just spent some time with God taking a walk or changing it up or just meditate on a scripture? Guys, we got to start doing, oh, I got to read five chapters. I'd rather you read one scripture and meditate on that all day long. That's why that app is why I designed it. Because the other day, listen to this, right? I told him this in the morning service. The other day, I gave him a psalm, and the Bible said this. It said, then your tears are liquid prayers to God. No, but it got better for me. Watch this. You want to see what happened? Yeah. And I thought about the thought. I said, my tears are liquid prayers to God. And watch this. My mind went. I was in Brazil two years ago. I took her PO with me, and I'm in this church. I don't know, 400 people, whatever. Seats go up like this. And the floor is all made out of Brazilian, the Brazilian, like mahogany, Brazilian wood, the hardwoods. And I'm walking, and we're ministering to these people. And as I'm ministering to these people, my head, my head went down, and I saw the, the, the pools, pools of tears soaking into the wood all over the floor. So you've seen people here weeping, and they were all over, and the whole floor is wood. And you could see the wood, I'm not kidding you, you could see them absorbing their tears as they're sobbing, people, 100 people sobbing all over the floor. And I went like this, and as I went like this, I kind of gra I grabbed, I grabbed PL, I said, hey, I said, you might want to shut that off. I don't, know, I don't know what's ringing, whatever it is. It's okay. So I, I just try to help you so they can pay attention. So I look at PL, I tap her, I go, look at that. Look at that. You could see these tears soaking into the wood. And you know what I thought? I said, man, if this floor could speak. Can you imagine how many people's problems, their pains, their hurts? And I thought of that. They're liquid tears. They're liquid prayers. That one little scripture, I meditated. I said, I went back. I remember, I showed you, remember? We looked, you, she started crying. I started thinking, look at all the people that came here and told God about Years, that, 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 that wood just absorbed the prayers of the saints, the problems of their life, the pains. How many miracles did he do? I thought one scripture, they're liquid prayers. Man, and you just run with it for the day. You'll never forget what I just told you. From one scripture, one moment, one meditative, one little line in a scripture, 
You'll never forget that. That my, my sorrows are not just sorrows, they're prayers that God only hears. Jesus, good God. You can't hear them, but he can. You can't see them, but he can. That ain't hype. You know what I'm saying. They're my, they're my prayers that no man can hear, but God can hear, and he loves you that much. This is what I'm saying. And these moments, these moments are just little, it's one sentence, one three, just one little thing. And it was the, it'll change your life forever. But we're, we got to eliminate distance. Don't get the distance between you and God because we're busy or we're this or we're that or it's, it's getting dry. What? Go reach just a little bit and grab him. Look what he said. This is why you got to see this. He said what? I, he gave me a fresh start. I need to keep alert to God's ways. Why? Because sometimes in life, I start doing it my way, and my way forgets that his ways are better. That means I got to reach out. I got to ask for help. I, gotta, I don't need to know fancy scriptures. I just got to say, hey, God, help me. God, give me a hand. God, I can't take it. God, I need some wisdom. God, I need some guidance. God, I just need you. God, get involved. Look what he said. I haven't taken God for granted. Every day I review what? The ways he's working. He's working. I try not to miss a trick. I feel put back together, and I'm watching my step. God then can what? Rewrite the text of my life when I open up the book of my heart to his eyes. He can rewrite some chapters of your life. How many of you got some chapters of life you'd like to delete out of your text messages? Come on, but I promise you this, if you'll open up your heart before him, and don't do it publicly, do it privately, but let him in there and say, God, you know what, come and get in here and take a look at what's going on, and let's go rewrite some history that I can fix in the next chapter of life, and make sure what, the next season of my life is going to be the best season of my life. Why? Because I'm not living in religion, you know what I'm saying? And life gets taxing. I'm a mess, man. If you hang around me, it's going to be a mess. Why? Because I don't care about none of this stuff. I'm walking around, glory to God, praise the Lord. I'm not weird. Glory, hallelujah. Why? Because God, you've got be, you to be grateful to God. You've got to be thankful. You've got to be God conscious. You've got to be God conscious on the job. You've got to be God conscious at work. You've got to be God conscious everywhere you go. I'm in the airport. Praise the Lord. What are you praising the Lord about? I ain't got to wait in no line. Glory to God. Jesus, thank you. Amen. Why? You got to be living in a God consciousness because this earth is trying to take it from you. In every area, it's trying to press you and push you. and They're all screwed up out here. This world's a mess. The earth's never been more messed up than what you see right now, and it ain't getting better. It gets worse. No morality. None of this. And then they're like, oh, you can't say it. I'm going to say whatever I want to say, when I want to say it, and everybody could be quiet about it. You got, you can back up on this. I'm backing up on Jack. You better not say that. Somebody's going to get offended. You, you're already offended. Break. Nonsense. So lap this junk up and sit there. You better be the church. Just be quiet. Because if you ain't quiet, they're going to come get you. Try to get me. I'll fight you. You like that? That's cool, right? I just want the devil to know we ain't going down without swinging. You know what I'm saying? Just in case he gets ornery. Half these people ain't really saved. I'm glad they're on my team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody got that one friend who's a little bit saved and a lot of still filled with the world. It's okay. We need some of them around. You guys are laughing. This is fun, ain't it? Come on. You got these scriptures? Did you write them down? 
Did you pull that one in? I got to get transparent. Hey, everybody write this down. I got to get transparent before God. Write that down. Every relationship must be maintained. How about the God one? Right. Resetting your relationship with God is key. You understand know that? God wants to put you back where you are. Look what it says in Zechariah 10.6. Did you pull that one up? Man, you got to see this one. Zechariah 10.6. He said this. He said, God's, God's angel then charged Joshua orders from God of the angel armies. If you live the way I tell you and remain obedient in my service, then you'll make the decisions. Where'd you go? And I will strengthen. Yeah, that's a lot of reading. All right, good. And I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will save the house of Joseph, and I will bring them again to the place, for I have mercy upon them, and they shall be as though I had not cast them off, for I am the Lord thy God, and I will hear them. Now, wait a minute now. You got to see this, right? I got it in the message. I'll put muscle in the people of Judah. I'll save the people of Joseph. I know their pain, and I will make them good as new. They'll get a fresh start as if nothing had ever happened. Why? Because I am their very own God, and I'll do what needs to be done for them. Look at that right there. You going to see that? Look what he said there. He said this. Look at this. He said, I'll do what? I'll do what needs to be done for them. The people of Ephraim are famous. What's he saying? He said, I'm going to give you some muscle to back you up. I'm going to be the one that makes it like nothing ever happened to you. Write this down. Write this down. Write this down. Point number two. It, you can't improve your union with God, but you can improve your communion with him. Write it down. You can't improve your union. Yeah, look, you're in him. You can't get out of him. Once you get born again, your union with God is together. You understand that? So you with God whether you want to be. But guess what? You do affect the communion with God. It's like this, like a marriage, right? You get married. How many of you slept on the couch? Don't raise your hand, right? I don't even know nothing about that. You guys are a tough audience today, you know? You should have went to bed earlier, some of you. I'm married, but guess what? How many of you know my married status never leaves, but how many of you know I could affect the relationship by my what? Communion within it. Don't, don't amen too hard around here. Yeah, amen nothing. Yeah, it's like, why are you amening me, Blondie? Come on, man. You're supposed to be on my team. Come on. Hey, listen. Come on. You with me, though? Isn't it a relationship? Isn't it a relationship? We got relationship. You got relationship. How many know the relationship is set, but the communion affects what? The fellowship. Did you get it? So you married, but you could affect the fellowship by your communion within that thing. Don't you realize that happens in every area of your life, even with God? What happens if I don't walk in love? I'm affecting my fellowship with God. What happens if I choose not to? I'm affecting my fellowship with God. What if I don't lean on him when I'm supposed to lean on him, but I'm leaning to my own understanding? I'm affecting the fellowship with God. Everything that God gave me in principle and person, I'm affecting by my decisions within it. Are you here? You see what I'm saying? So what am I saying? I got a marriage, but guess what? I got a what? I got a union, but I can mess up the communion, the communing together by the decisions I make. So here's what I'm saying. What decisions am I making within my communion with God that's separating the fellowship? You see it? So how do I fix the fellowship? I got to fix the decisions I make. See it? So now watch what happens. Are you pulling this in? You see what's happening? So we're in relationship. Friendships, right? I've been friends with you guys for a long time. Check this out. I've been friends with a lot of you a long time. Check this out. 
I could mess up the friendship by how I interact with the communion. See it? So I separate, or I can, how do I eliminate the distance? Pick up the phone. How do I eliminate the distance? Come see you. How do I eliminate the distance? Spend time with you. How do you eliminate the distance with God? You come spend time with him. Somebody's got to initiate the distance elimination. And you know what motivates it? Love. Because Jesus was the eliminator of the distance between you and God. He's going to be the distance eliminator in love with you and God now. Love makes you come and find him. See, people think this. Oh, I came because of pain. No. I came because my life took a life hit and I thought I needed God. No. You came because of love. Because love is the key that separated you. And let me tell you something here. You want to know why? I'll prove it to you. You ready for this? God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Why? Because that's faith. But what would you think you make you think that God would even reach out to you or help you? Is love. I don't know or not, but I know God loves me. And because I know he loves me, he's the only one that can help me in this situation I'm facing. So it looked like pain brought you into his presence, but I got news for you. It's love that brought you in his presence. And love's the only thing that could keep you in his presence. See it? See, you thought you were there because of pain. It wasn't. You thought, you know, they, oh, those people, they need God because they're weak. No. No. You came because of love. And love will keep you there. It will keep you there, man, because you love them. And you might not know all the details about it, but you don't have to. Just know that it'll keep you there. See it? Now, this is the good news. Now, watch the good news. You ready for this? Here's the good news. Because of union, union and communion, you got to think about it, okay? Just give me like five more minutes, okay? Now, this is a little bit different because it's helping you adjust your mind, your mind thinking. And I want you to mind think because this is important. God, 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 God's presence is all you need because in his presence is every answer you need, Okay? So just pull this in. Look at Ephesians 1, 3, and I want you to see this in the Passion, okay? Just look at this, and then we're going to take some communion. See how he comes in here like that? I feel like the presence of God comes in here, kind of comes in. I know he's working on your thinking right now, which is good. That's important. Is that okay? Are you pulling that in? You feel his presence in here like that? You know why? He loves you. And he wants you, God wants you to kind of do this. Just get closer. Just get a little closer, man. That's it. Look what it says. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon you as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father. Do you see that? The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. All because he sees us wrapped into Christ. This is why we celebrate him with all our hearts. Look at the next verse. And he chose us to be his very own. Joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes. In what? Unstained, right? Innocence. Did you get that? Here's a big one, right? Write this down. That's good stuff right there. Because he, he did this. When he came and produced union with you, he knew this. He ain't never breaking his side of the deal. 
God didn't go nowhere. You left him. He didn't leave you. What happens is this. Like I said, this pulpit right here is God, right? God in his person, as long as you stay close to God, you got God's presence, you got God's communion, you got God's interaction, you got God's ear, you got God's voice. The minute you start sliding away, guess what? He starts becoming distant and distant and distant and distant and even more distant. You know what I found out? I'm going to say something here. Some of you are going to catch this. You notice how the Holy Spirit showed up in your life really loud in the beginning? Funny how he got quiet thereafter. He went from a mighty rushing wind to a still small voice. You ever think about that? He showed up in the book of Acts like a mighty rushing wind. That's how he came in your life, strong and loud. And it's funny, thereafter, he became a still small voice. Why? Because in the beginning, he pursued you and looked and searched you out. But in the end, you're going to have to come pursue him. And Elijah, when, it got, when life got loud, God got quiet. Guys, listen to me, please. You think, learn, learn about him. Life got loud, but God gets quiet. Let that just sit in. Life gets loud, it's screaming, and he gets quiet. He doesn't get louder. He just stays in a place for you to come seek him. Because he knows the best place for you is as close as you can get to him. Get in here. Get out of the noise and get in here. And he ain't getting louder just because life got loud. He expects you to seek him where he can be found. You don't find him where you seek. You seek him where he can be found. You go find him where he's at. No matter how loud it gets. And that's why we that's why we that's why we qualify relationship. See it? You know what I mean by that? We go in there and go, okay, where's my nap? And most people won't go here. They won't. Because you know why? I don't, under, I don't understand how to do it. Well, no, you're going to learn. This is how you learn. Life gets loud, he stays quiet. So what do you do? You seek him where he can be found. And you got to get quiet. Because every answer you need is waiting for you in God's presence. The thing is, you got to get to God's presence to get it. And that's not hard. You know what I'm saying? You just got to kind of quiet it down. And that's what we do. We go looking for God. How many people are looking for God at all the places they can be found? Right? So what are we doing? What's this all about today? I'm done. This is about you coming closer. Might be one step. Some of you might be, hey, it's a half step. I don't know if I trust it all yet. God's got no problem with your time frame of coming closer. He just knows you got to. So I'm leaving here today with this, and I'm going to fill this all month. It's going to be good. Where am I at, man? What do I got to do? If it's a little bit more time in his presence, that means I got to make some adjustments. If it's a little bit more time in prayer, that means it's a little bit of adjustments. If that means a little bit of time, see, this is what I tell everybody, right? Here's the thing with God. Let me give it to you real quick. You can't get up every day and do all the things you know to do. You never leave the house. You'd be in your prayer closet for four hours. 
I gotta pray, I gotta worship, I gotta, I gotta pray in the spirit, I gotta pray natural, I gotta, I gotta sing songs, I gotta meditate in the scripture, I gotta you know, do all this, I gotta have prayer of agreement, I gotta have all these 800 things you're supposed to do. You ever think of it? I, think about this. Come on, yeah, you can play. This is funny, but ain't this true? Christian people, right? Yeah, I'm supposed to pray, right? Because we're supposed to pray, right? Are we supposed to pray? Come on, help me. We're supposed to pray, right? I'm supposed to read, right? Now I'm supposed to read, right? Last week we talked about worship, so I guess I gotta worship God. I gotta pray, I gotta read, I gotta worship God. I gotta, what else? I gotta intercede. Oh, that's good, there's another one. I gotta confess the word of God. Oh, there's another 15 minutes. By the four hour project, before I even get up, what am I supposed to go do? There's too much stuff. So God, there's no way in God's mind he's expecting us to get there. Here's what starts happening. You start navigating life by being led. And then what you do is you get up tomorrow and you go, hey, you know what? I'm just kind of feeling it out with God. And all of a sudden I think about it. You know what? I feel like worshiping him today. And you go to that place and just worship him a little bit. And then you go on with your day. You might be riding in the car and go, hey, it's time for me to lift my hands and give him praise. You might be hanging out at the house. It's time for me to go. See, you got to navigate the relationship based upon a relationship. I can't just show up every day and do the same thing over and over in relationships with people. How boring is that? Now, look, I'm going to tweak some of you, and it's not religion. I just want you to get it. Oh, I got a three-minute this, and I got a two-minute that, and I got a one-minute this, and I got an eight-minute that, and I got a third. What happens if God invades your prayer time with him and just says, hey, how about today we change the script? Come on, man. How about we start going in and go, you know, today I feel like I need to pray in the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you just feel like I need to just pray in the Holy Ghost? I just need to up praying in the Holy Ghost. Day. And I got somebody called me this week. They say, that's weird. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, that's what the Bible says. The Bible says when a man prays in unknown tongues, he's not praying unto God. He's praying unto God and not unto man, and his understanding is unfruitful. Your mind doesn't have a clue what's going on, and that's okay. This is like a real wild sermon, like all over the joint, but you're getting, because I got you to, because I'm trying to get you to catch where you're at. I, I know I'm doing it, but I just want you to make sure you get where I'm coming from. Somebody's getting, yeah, when's the last time we prayed in the Holy Ghost? This ain't me judging you. This is me helping you. That's right. Yeah, you know, I haven't prayed in the spirit in a while. I got a guy called me up this week. He goes, I'm praying in unknown tongues. I don't know what I'm doing. I said, perfect. You're in the right spot. Just keep doing it. Yes. Unfruitful to your understanding. Yes. But if you meditate, this is what you're supposed to do when you pray in the spirit. Nobody taught me this. I had to catch it. What you're supposed to do is go in there with a mental picture of what you want to pray about and then pray in the spirit and you'll intercede about what you've been thinking about. Yes, yes. That's why I wrote that book. It's about the drop down window. You hold it in your head. You hold it like, like the Kabari book. Yeah. You hold that picture. I don't care if you take a picture of your kids in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll show you how to do it. I'll teach you this stuff. You brought a picture of the boys or you bring the kids or you bring whatever. Yeah. I'm keeping my mind here. Yeah. I've got my spirit, but I got my, I don't let my focus leave. Because otherwise I'm thinking about all the stuff like groceries, clean the garage, yeah. stuff you don't even care about. You got business, you're thinking, family stuff, marriage stuff, like healing. I'm interceding. I don't even care if you bring a picture of it in there. See, nobody's talking like that. You need to get that. Hold it. See, my, my fruitfulness in my mind. Thank you. My fruitfulness in my mind. We'll talk about it next month. But I'm, you getting this? I got to worship God. When's the last time you worship God besides church? Come on, guys. I'm talking about, you know what I mean? A little bit. I sound like a tin can, but God likes it. I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean? 
Go in there and let's worship. Have some fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just have some fun, man. Make this thing fun. Like the other day I told God, I said, you're kind of weird. <laughs> you made some real peculiar people, God. Yeah, when we go to heaven, can we talk about it? <laughs> you got some real winners down here. Hey! 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, go have fun with this thing. Get so boring, you know? Take one scripture, meditate on it. You know, they're trying to make it. How many did the one-year Bible? Raise your hand. How many did the one-year Bible? Great, three hands. That's what I'm talking about right there. You know what I'm saying? All the goody-two-shoe little got A's in school. I read the one-year Bible. I didn't even start it. I knew I wasn't going to do it. One-year Bible? Yeah, right. Get out of here. I ain't doing that. How about one scripture a day? My business, business guys love me. Business people love it because I'm like, I know how busy your day is. How about one scripture, one confession, and one thing, and we go from there, and we start there, and we get rocking. If you gave me one scripture, think of this. You give me one scripture a week, one scripture a week for 52 weeks. I got 52 scriptures in you. You give me two. Come on, we got 104. I got 104 scriptures inside of you in a week that you never would put in you, and now you turn around. A strong man's spirit, because it's Proverbs 18, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit who can bear if I build your spirit strong, there ain't nothing life throws at you you can't beat. I will not be defeated. I cannot quit. I won't allow you to quit neither. You understand me? You're getting ready to get strong in here. You're going to get strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You're going to get around someone that's going to rub off on you. Come on. He's going to rub off in you, on you. It's going to get in your mind and say, you want to know what? I might not know everything, but I know enough about God that if he be for me, who could be against me? God's with me. And a devil in hell could stand up against me. I'm not stopping. You can't stop me. Come on. You're going to get strong. But you got to get close. How many of you got close to God? you like David. You got close to God. You could fight giants. Come on. You got to get close to God and stay close. Life's pushing you. Stay close to him and win every battle of life. Come on. And all he wants you to do is just come on in a little bit. Just come on in a little bit more. You ain't got to be no super spiritual weird Christian. It's got to be a lover of God and just get close. And what's, 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 what, is, what, is, what is spirituality anyway? You're spiritual. The most spiritual people I know are the most normal people you ever met in your life. And you know what they do? They just follow the Bible the best they can. They ain't perfect people. They do the best they can with God. And you know what? I think God really likes it. Because God's real. Just do the best you can. You know what? We say something around here a long time ago. I might not be what I want to be. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm a whole lot better than I used to be. How many of you growing? Amen? Growing in God. Growing in your relationship. How many of you got a little bit of room to grow this year? Come on. We're going to do this thing. Amen? Come on. Pastor Liz is going to come. We're going to take some communion. I really think, I really felt like this, and I'm going to let her do this. I really felt, I want you to notice, everybody got communion? If you don't have communion stuff, it looks like this now. After We're, we're all in these little cups now. Shake this stuff, otherwise it gets weird. Um, yeah, because sometimes it looks like it's been there. They're, they're all fresh, but sometimes it looks, been here for a minute. All right, now let me explain this one thing, and then I'm going to let her do the communion. Okay, this is not the Catholic Church. No, God bless all the Catholics. Okay, I was one, so I could talk about them. All right, here. I, I met with the priest, so you know I'm a good one. Come on. I really did. I ever tell you that story? Yeah, I'll tell you that story one time. Does anybody not have one? Raise your hand. Here, Miss Kathy, we need one, please. Does anybody not have one? Okay, now listen. 
Can you take communion? Yes. I got people all the time. I ain't taken communion in 100 years. I don't care about none of that. The Bible says one thing you got to do before you do this, okay? And it's kind of like, like you got to have like some skills here with this thing. I don't understand it, but you'll figure it out. All right. The only thing the Bible says is this with this communion deal. Check your heart. Now, let me explain to you with that, okay? Shake this stuff. Otherwise, it gets weird. Yeah. Everybody do it, right? Shake it. Yeah, you got it. Otherwise, I don't know. It's been there for a minute. Might have been here when Jesus was on the cross. I don't know. Come on. You guys got to lighten up today. You guys are something else, man. Come on. The Bible says this. Before you do this, you got to do one thing. You got to examine your heart. Do you understand what I mean by that? Ask yourself, hey, if there's something I got to forgive, something I got to give, something I got to do, something I, you know, maybe I got to ask for forgiveness. Maybe I got to get it right with God. That ain't none of my business. I don't want to know. But just you get it right with him before. So now you just sat him out. I forgive. I'm okay. God, thank you. Whatever you got to do. After that, it's all green lights from there, man. Go. Okay? And all you're doing is this is symbolic of what he did. This is just, you know, a cup of juice and a thing. But you're doing it in remembrance of what he did for you. So what it is, it's like water baptism. You go in the water and come out. Same thing. Something you're symbolically saying, something happened to me. So when we do this, we just, and the only reason why I wanted to take communion, I felt led to the Lord, was this. I really think people are starting a brand new relationship with God today. I really do. I felt this. It was weird. All week I've been feeling like people are going to get a fresh start. People are coming back to God. People are coming back to church. People are going to come to God. Not religion. God. Two different things. Religion's a joke. You know what I mean? It's all over the joint. God, coming back to him. Resetting your relationship. I don't care how long you had a relationship with God. I'm going to make this fresh. Some of you are in the fourth quarter, man. Look, I'm not being, I'm not being weird. It's your last, this, is your, this, is your, this is your phase of fourth quarter, meaning you're going to finish strong. Now to glory. Why can't you change it up too? You got a lot to leave here, man. You ain't, you ain't, no. You ain't going nowhere. I'm going to keep you here forever. Come on. But you know what I'm saying. Everywhere, everybody can make some adjustments to let this thing go to a new level. How about, how about this? When's the last time you witnessed to somebody? Come on, when's the last time you invited somebody to church? When's the last time you won some souls? When's the last, come on, man. We got to go take the harvest with us. It's our job, man. It's our job. So this one is for something fresh is getting ready to happen. I know it. I feel it. Okay? So Pastor is going to do communion for us, and we're going to do this together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.